0: Thanks for checking out One Church. If you're new to the church or want to learn more about us, you can always go to IAMONECHURCH.com. Now, here's this week's service. Church, we are so excited that you are joining us today. Hey, we have a very special guest joining us. We have our very own Shanda Fuljum. She is one of our elders here at One Church. She travels and she speaks to different countries, and we believe that she has the best message to intro us into this new series, Stressed Out. It is such an honor to be here. Uh, representing Pastors Brian and Crystal
1: Sparks. If this is your first time tuning in, be sure and come back because you definitely don't want to miss them. Likewise, it's always an honor to be in the house of God and, and share his love and his presence and his word with his people. Let's pray. Father God, we just love you so much and we just magnify the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you that even in this moment that you are refreshing people that you're pouring out your love, your peace, your joy, which is the kingdom. And Father, I just thank you that today that you would just move me aside and just flow through me and release a word that would break every chain and set the captives free. Father, we love you in your mighty name. Amen and amen. You know, I think all of us could definitely say that this year has been completely unprecedented. Um, I hear terms all around me right now, COVID fatigue and I'm over COVID and all those different things. And I just think it's a time that that we as the sons and daughters of God have got to rise up and, and step up and resurge, refuel. And so if you, if you want to title this message today and you're taking notes, which we always say how important that is in this house, that I would say coming back from fatigue. You know, in the beginning of this year, it was a time that, that God had asked me to rest, um, to be still and to know that he's God, to lie down in those green pastures and just be filled up. And most of you who know me know that that is not something I will probably teach on because it is not the easiest thing for me to do. I'm good at doing. I'm good at being. I'm good at getting out there, making things happen. Um, but being still and knowing that he's God is probably the hardest thing for me to do. Um, sometimes it, it more resembles a wrestling match like wrestling match like with Jacob versus really being still. Um, but I did take that time and just get still and go deeper into the word of God and go deeper into his presence and and let him fill me up for the season that was to come. And like many of you, you had that time of, of lockdown, of shutdown, you know, in the midst of pay cuts and job loss and health loss and all those different things. And then we moved into a different season where I literally heard the Lord say in my heart that now I want you to prepare like Esther. And I was a little bit sarcastic because sometimes I am. And I was like, oh, well, she just got cute for a year, God. I, I can definitely do that, Lord. And it was like this moment of silence, <laughs> that, that holy moment where God just said, it's a time of fasting. And it's a time of prayer and it's a time of sacrifice. Um, Certainly for me as an individual, for my family, um, for our church and our community. But I would take that even a level further and say for our nation and even for the world, for for what we were dealing with. And then there came this season of now I want you to rise up like Deborah. Um, For those of you that know the story in the Bible, Deborah was a judge. And even though the Lord had come to Barak to go out and fight the battle and defeat the enemies, he said no. But Deborah rose up and Deborah said yes. And so what I want you to see in all three of those seasons is that there's a time to rest, that there's a time to sacrifice and pray and fast and push in. And then there is a time to rise up and take some action and take a step of faith and watch that Jordan River split on your behalf. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. All of you are going through different reasons of why you feel fatigued, of why you feel rejected, of why you feel like a failure and all those different things. and, And you almost have lost your hope. And I want to encourage you as the body of Christ that we have been called to be light. We have been called to be hope in the middle of a crisis that regardless of what's going on around us, people are looking to us as the body of Christ to stand up, to rise up, to say yes, even when we don't feel like it sometimes. So one thing that I always tell you guys is that I don't ever want to just give you a rah-rah message and motivate you and you walk away from this today thinking, yes, I can go do this, but then you have really no idea how to make that practically happen. And so what I want to do today, and it's not an exhaustive list, but I want to give you a list of tools to help you come back from fatigue, to learn how to persevere, to learn how to get a little bit gritty in what we're facing today, okay? So first of all, let's just take some practical things and let's talk about what is the definition of perseverance. The definition of perseverance is a continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, opposition, or fatigue. The action or condition or an instance of persevering steadfastness, okay? The other definition that I love is grit. If you've never read Susan Duckworth's Grit, I absolutely recommend it. But the definition of grit is a personality trait possessed by individuals who demonstrate passion and perseverance toward a goal despite being confronted by significant obstacles and distractions. Those who possess grit are able to self-regulate, And postpone their need for positive reinforcement while working diligently to complete a task. It makes it sound really easy, doesn't it? Just stand in there, persevere, have some grit, and you'll get your breakthrough. But the reality is, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. If it were easy, you would have the dream job that you wanted. You would have the financial status that you wanted. You would have the perfect family. You would have the perfect body. You would have all those things that you desire that He does want to give you the desires of your heart. But there is that partnership where you have to press through when everybody else is lying down. What does the Bible have to say about it? Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not become weary in doing well for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. James 1 and 12 says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 13 says, and as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what what is good. And finally, Luke 21 and 19 says, stand firm and you will win at life. And so we know both from a practical perspective and from a biblical perspective, we are called to keep pressing through, keep going when we don't feel like going and do what we're called to do, even in spite of overwhelming obstacles and circumstances around us. So here's that list of things that you can do practically on a daily basis to both increase your capacity for perseverance and at the same time to be restored, reset, refueled, and ready to resurge to go forward, okay? First of all, you have to watch your mouth and your mind. You know, we have control over what comes into our mind and, and what comes back out of our mouth. You know, Pastor Crystal always talks about that when you, where you're at today is what you were speaking six months ago. And if you want to know where you're going to be six months from now, look at the words that are coming out of your mouth today, because your thoughts become your words Your words become your actions and ultimately those actions become your destiny. So do you have a guard over what's coming into you so that you can then project and be intentional and purposeful about what's coming out of you? Are you declaring God's word over your family and your life? Every morning I'm getting up, I'm getting in the presence of God, not because I'm holier than thou. It's because without him, I'm a hot mess. And I know that about myself. So when I get up every morning, I'm in his presence, in praise and worship, and I am declaring intentionally his word over my family, over my career, over my life, over my church, over my community. It is so powerful. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are blessed coming in. We're blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Favor surrounds me like a shield. No plague will come nigh my dwelling, and with a long life he will satisfy us. And show us his salvation. So guard your heart. Guard your mind. Be intentional about this. Lift up that shield of faith and just quench every fiery dart that's coming against you and have his word coming out of your mouth. Number two, you have to be consistent and disciplined. A lot of times we want that quick fix. We want that but God and suddenly. But the reality is every suddenly that you experience is based off of the time that you prepared ahead of time. When an Olympic person wins a gold medal, It's not because he showed up on the scene that day and decided he wanted to win. It's because he's been preparing for a decade of nutrition, of rest, of running, of not quitting when everybody else wanting to quit, of sacrificing, of saying yes to all the things that we say no to and no to all the things that we say yes to. And then they have that. But suddenly, even during the COVID shutdown, do you have a routine? Do you have goals that you're going after? Do you have purpose? Do you have hope? Are you in the word every day? Are you in praise and worship every day? Are you listening to something that is challenging to you to be your best version of you? Do you still have that intentional quiet time with you and with God and with your family? Are you consistent in doing the right things? Because it's the right thing to do even when no one's watching. You know, there was a comedian, Jerry Seinfeld, and a young comedian came up to him at one point and said, oh, Jerry Seinfeld, I want to be just like you. You know, I want to be successful like you. I want to be financially great like you. I want people to know my name being a great comedian. And Seinfeld looked at him and said, really? When do you practice your material? He said, oh, I practice whenever the inspiration hits me. And Seinfeld said, "Hmm, me too. But inspiration hits me every morning at 8 a.m., Every morning at 8 a.m., I sit down, I write material, I hone my craft, I practice what I do. Sometimes it's fantastic and off the charts. Sometimes it's terrible. But every morning I consistently show up to get better at what I do, to succeed at my calling. And so I encourage you to get consistent and to get some discipline, to get some sparkles in your life and to put action to that every day of your life. The third one is you have to surround yourself with the right people. You know, the reality is, is that there's always that saying that you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And that doesn't mean that you push everybody away that's not perfect and living their perfect lives yet, because we're all in process. We're all in progress. We're all called to love people right where they are, but call them up and out to the things that God has for them. Right. But you need to look at your circle of influence. You need to stay connected during this time when we're encouraging social distancing. If we're not careful, we'll get over into isolation. Versus staying connected, both through the body, the body of Christ, through the house of God. But it is so important. You know, Blake Healy wrote a book called Indestructible. And the whole premise of the book is teaching you to build a life that is that the enemy can't penetrate, right? And one of the most important things that he talked about was the community within which you stay connected. And so if you look at your circle of friends and influencers, and you are the smartest the wealthiest, the most successful, the best person there that makes you feel great about yourself. You really need to get some new friends. You need to get somebody that if 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 you were to get over in your flesh could almost make you feel intimidated. Someone that makes you want to step up a new level. Somebody that encourages you to want to be your best version of you. Someone that's calling you out and up to be your best. You need those people that you can be connected with and you can get raw, transparent, authentic and say, I had a bad hair day. I had a day where I did not look like Jesus and I need you to hold me accountable to looking more like him every day. And you need people like that around you to encourage you, to motivate you, to help push you forward. And guess what? You need to be that person for other people as well. So one of the most important things during this time in overcoming fatigue is to stay connected to the right group of people. Okay. Number four, there are also times that you are going to have to be your own cheerleader. If you are that person always needing somebody to pump you up and five truckloads of Christians to pour out into you because you can't make it through the day without them, you need to stop and step back and you need to analyze. You know, David stirred himself up in the Lord. When you read through the Psalms, David went through major depression. He went through major hardships and he stirred himself up in the Lord. And what you do with that is you get into the word when you don't feel like it. You're praising God when you don't feel like it. You're thanking God when you don't feel like it. it. And the more you thank him and the more you pray and the more that you choose to do things when you don't feel like it, the more that you overcome those feelings of depression, discouragement, isolation, I'm not enough. And then all of a sudden you find yourself overcoming that. But there are going to be days that you have to be your own cheerleader in order to overcome this. Okay, number five, and I think this is incredibly important. You have to learn to be thankful for where you are. You know Oprah Winfrey gives a lot of her success to being thankful every day. She has a gratitude journal where every day of her life is this crazy, famous woman sits down and writes things that she's thankful about. And I learned that from her. So every morning I start my day off with five things that I'm thankful for from the day before. And you would be amazed at how that reframes and repositions you to step into the word of God and then step into your day. Always be grateful for where you're at. One, you can always find somebody that's not doing as well as you are. Number two, this is a season. It will come to an end. This is not our new normal. We are not staying here. We are going somewhere else. But there are things and blessings that we can be thankful for right here, right in this moment for ourselves, for other people. And I'm telling you, when you learn to be thankful, you set yourself up for for promotion, for truly receiving the desires of your heart and walking out of this season and into that next one. Number six, what are you doing while you're waiting? Listen, we can stay waiting a whole lot longer by complaining, which will stop us in our tracks and paralyze us in that moment. We can be angry. We can be bitter. We can be upset. Or we can choose that in this moment, where I'm at, waiting for that, but God and suddenly, and I can choose to be thankful. I can choose to praise and worship. You know, you look at Paul and Silas, and we take that, that story for granted where they were literally imprisoned in the dungeon. They've been beaten within a lash of their lives, literally sitting in sewage, if you do their research, in chains. And yet in that moment, they chose to praise God. In that moment, they chose to be thankful. And by choosing to be thankful while you're waiting, celebrating other people's successes who get what you want, When you do those things, not only do you get set free and experience joy and peace and love, which is the kingdom in that moment, but the story goes to say in the word of God that not only did it set them free, but it set everybody else around them free. People are looking at you and they don't expect you to be perfect and you're never going to be. So quit trying to be that. But they are watching how you deal with circumstances. They're watching how you deal with that job change, with that job layoff with a 30% pay cut. They're watching how you deal with the, the friend that got sick or the mom that got sick. They're watching how you deal cooped up with your children all day long trying to teach them how to go to school when you didn't go to school for that. They're watching you, wanting you to be salt and light, hope and encouragement in the midst of their darkest hour because they don't know how to get there. But by God's great grace and mercy, he will give you what you need to get there to then take them with you. So what are you doing while you're waiting for your breakthrough? While you're waiting for that next season? While you're waiting for that better normal that God has promised you? While you're waiting for him to heal your body or prosper you exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you could ever ask for, think of, or even imagine? What are you doing in the waiting? Okay. Number seven, this is definitely a time to refuel, to rest And restore before you rise up and step out. Some practical things that I do to rest and restore, most of you know me, and I carry a pretty busy schedule, and I'm not proud of that. It just is where God has called me. And so I'm a single mom. I'm working hours in corporate America. I try to stay fit and healthy, try to stay educated and up as well as serve my my community, my church and overseas and mission work. There's a lot on my plate. So if I don't intentionally On the front side of things, in the middle of things, and on the post side of things, stay rested and refueled, I will fall apart and I won't be my best version of me. And I cannot give you what I do not have. And so, how do I rest and refuel? I know you've heard me talk about throughout this message. Every morning of my life is going into the Word of God, it's being thankful. It's praying for at least five other people before I start praying for myself and my family. It's truly just getting into the presence of God and saying, I just need to hear you today, Lord. Whatever you're doing, Lord, I say yes. It's not about me anymore. I surrender my will, I lay myself down, and say, here God, whatever you want, my response is yes. How can I love the unlovely? How can I partner with you in a way that makes a difference in my spheres of influence? How can I walk into someone's circle of influence and make their day better? Show me how I can do that for you today, God. While I'm getting ready, I push play. I believe that was Terry Saville-Foy, and I know Crystal does it as well. I've got an encouraging podcast playing every morning of my life while I'm getting ready because I need that. Again, I can't give you what I don't have, so it has to come into me to go back through me, and I need it for me, but I also want to be able to give it to you, okay? It says be ready in all things and in due season, right? And so when people come to you, are you prepared? You know, and that doesn't mean that I have to have this theological dissertation prepared for them. What it does mean is that I have to be positioned in the presence of God to be able to give the presence of God, okay? A couple of times a year, I am going to a faith-based conference to be motivated, to be encouraged, to get that extra that I need to push through the rest of the year. Are you doing any of those things to reset and to refuel? It's so important that you have a daily routine of getting in his presence, of pouring the word in, of connecting with people in the body of Christ, of having someone mentor you of running with people beside you and pouring into someone else. Are you walking in purpose? All of those things are so incredibly important to help you through this season. Okay? Finally, and I think this is probably one of the more overlooked ones, and I think we just touched on it, is, is serving those people around you, looking outside of yourself. You know, King David took his greatest fall with Bathsheba because he was not out in his purpose and serving those in the role that he had been called to roll. If you look at the Bible, it says that he was called to be out. Kings were out fighting with their people and for their people. He was hanging out at the house. And that's when he saw Bathsheba, and she looked really pretty. And all of a sudden, he was distracted from purpose. I'm telling you, if you will take the time during this season to get your eyes off of yourself and even your immediate family at times, there's always someone with a greater need than what you have. If you're needing finances, look for someone around you that's hurting even more than you do. And as you sow a seed of finances and blessing into them, it will come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over all people pour into your bosom. God uses us to be the hands, the feet, the mouth, the heart, the mind of Christ. And he does that by you serving others and serving in purpose, serving your local church, serving your community. As you begin to take those steps of faith, those action items, that sacrifice, whether it's of your time, your finances, your resources, but walking in purpose to serve those around you, you will be amazed at how God will pour back blessings into your life and bring the answers to the prayers that you have given him. When you look at all these things, it's not an exhaustive list. There are other things that you can do to come back from fatigue, to continue to persevere, to to continue for that breakthrough when other people just lay down, And so I am just putting out a war cry for the body of Christ to stand up, to rise up, to be hope and encouragement and and be motivating to those around you. But it starts by doing these kinds of things for yourself so that you can give them something that you would not normally have. I just pray blessings upon you and your family during this season. I'm praying for breakthrough for you. I'm praying for healing in your body. I'm praying for blessings in your finances. I'm praying that your purpose would line up with the word and the will of God and that you would come out of this season stronger and better than ever before. Let's pray. Father, we just love you so much. And we just thank you for this time in the word, this time in your presence, this time in community and together. And Father, we just say thank you. Father, we thank you that like Jehoshaphat said, we don't necessarily know what to do in this season because it's so different and so new, but our eyes are on you. We lift our eyes to you where our help comes from. We sit in your presence every day for fresh manna, fresh word, fresh direction, and we say yes to you. And we just thank you, Jesus, in your precious, holy, and wonderful name. Amen. I just want to say thank you. I'm praying over your week. Have a great one. Thank you.
0: Hey, what an encouraging word that was today. We want to take a few moments, and maybe you don't know who this Jesus is that we've been talking about. Maybe you've been doing this life journey alone. I want to encourage you that today is a great day to give your life to Him. Maybe you've been backslid away from God. I want to encourage you with the same message that today is a great day to come back to Jesus. So we're going to take a moment and we're going to pray together. Do me a favor and repeat after me, Jesus I give you my life. I give you my sins and I take on your righteousness. Lord, I declare that my life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen, amen. Hey, comment down below, amen. Drop some praise hands, some clapping hands. We are celebrating with you today. If you made that decision, we want you to take a few moments and text decided to 903-634-7135. We would love to make sure that you have everything that you need as you begin this faith journey. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, join us by investing in others today. You can go to
1: imonechurch.com slash give. Thanks for watching and we hope you have a great week.